Coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field, it's the Derek Izzy Show. Making history his story, Derek Izzy. Moses, thank you for that introduction. How are you doing today? Well, boss, I'm doing okay. Um, that's it? Anything? Do you do anything over the weekend? Wife and I, we we went and saw that that movie Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen that yet, that is another one in the long series of Halloween movies with Michael Myers as the serial killer. Not the actor Michael Myers, but the character's name is Michael Myers, and. He's in a mental institution. He's being transferred to another institution. The bus crashes, and he is free to go on a killing spree, returning to his hometown, trying to kill the last of his family members. Moses, what you did a review. What what did you think about it? Uh, it was it was pretty scary. Yeah. Um, not the kind of movie my wife and I normally see, but I was encouraged because the killer, Michael Myers, is old. He's almost my age now. Yeah, that's true. And he can still, he can still throw people around. I like that. (laughs) He's got old man strength. Yeah, he certainly did have that. And Moses? Um Something else you wanted to add? I'm not sure what um where was I What was I saying? Thank you, Moses, for your brilliant review of the movie Halloween. And now we will get to a review of the Derek Izzy show. As you know, We choose a review every month to be read by Moses on the air. This month's winner from Washington, D.C. is Laura. Laura's review is entitled, Insightful and Articulate. Moses, go ahead and read that review for us. I may not always agree, but love a podcast with conviction, facts, and a piece of entertainment. The Derek Izzy Show is on point. Sometimes I'm stuck in D.C. traffic. Sometimes I just can't stand TV and need something to fill my eardrums. This podcast is never a waste of time or brain cells. Keep it coming, Derek Izzy. Can't wait to hear upcoming topics. 
All right, Laura, thank you very much for that five-star review. If you'd like your review read on the air by Moses, you can get a shot to have that done by completing a five-star review on iTunes or the iTunes podcast app. Thank you very much. And a quick reminder before we get into today's topic, this podcast would not be possible without the support of our sponsors. The sponsors of The Derek Izzy Show are all listed on the webpage, DerekIzzy.com. Sponsors change sometimes on a yearly basis, sometimes on a monthly basis, but the current list is always available on DerekIzzy.com, as well as all the discount codes. In partnering with The Derek Izzy Show, the sponsors give us special discount codes that you can use to make purchases of their products at a discounted rate. This partnership goes both ways. We keep that current list up there so you can see the discounts available to you. And when you use those discounts, the show makes money. When the show makes money, we can continue to reinvest in the show, make improvements, and continue bringing interesting and entertaining topics that dive into history and expose stories that have largely been forgotten. And now the topic of this month's podcast. This month's podcast is entitled Stranded. Born in 1702 in the town of Marblehead, Massachusetts, the topic of our podcast grew up in a fishing village just north of Boston. Those small towns near the coast and outside the city, they were predominantly fishing territories. Most of the villagers made their living by going out and catching fish. They would use those fish to feed their family as well as sell. It was a very profitable business. It still is a profitable business for the coastal towns, making money off of fishing. The topic of our podcast had set sail to sea many times throughout his life. He and his friends were very comfortable with the sea. Growing up in a fishing town, fishing was all they knew. The boating way of life was all they knew. Around the age of 19, the topic of our podcast set sail on a fishing trip with several other crew members. One of the crew members happened to be a very close friend who had actually saved his life in a drowning incident previously. While out at sea, another vessel was coming towards them. Assuming this was a friendly ship, most of the vessels in that area and the people in that area were friendly. But as they approached, the topic of our podcast noticed something different. The crew of the other vessel drew their pistols. This was a hostile situation. The captain of this ship was a pirate with a vicious reputation. His name was Edward Lowe. Everybody throughout the Atlantic Ocean was terrified of Edward Lowe. He had a reputation for being completely crazy, for capturing ships, decapitating and disemboweling the ship's crew. He was very cruel, and everyone knew who he was. At this point, the topic of our podcast was terrified. The crew was taken prisoner. When pirates capture you back in those days, there was basically two choices that you had. They would chain you up, and there was one of two ways to go. Probably the easy way out, was to join the pirates, become part of their crew, 
and go on terrorizing people as a pirate. That would spare your life. If you chose not to join them, they would chain you up where you would face possible torture and eventually assured death. With the crew taken aboard Edward Lowe's ship, the Rebecca, the topic of our podcast, he rebelled against the pirates. He refused to join their crew. His best friend, the best friend gave in and decided to become part of Edward Lowe's crew. The pirates set sail with their newfound captives. In March of 1723, the Rebecca decided to dock on Roatan Island. At the time, this was an island in the Caribbean, which was uninhabited. It sits off the coast of Honduras. The crew of the pirate ship took one of the longboats and went on to the island to collect water and any other possible supplies they could find while on the island. They took the topic of our podcast with them because they thought he might be useful. It's an uninhabited island. He's, it's not like he's going to run away. There's nowhere to go. The island was covered by a very dense jungle with a length of about five miles and a width of about 50 miles. Taking a captive onto an island like that wasn't really a big deal. Once the longboat landed on the shore, the topic of our podcast decided to start searching the island. As the pirates began to feel comfortable, the topic of our podcast decided to take off. There he was, running for his life, into the dense jungle where he knew nothing about his surroundings or what he would come up against. The pirates decided to wait for him. As the hours passed by, the pirates grew impatient, and they decided to leave. The topic of our podcast was now stranded on a deserted island. Completely alone, unfamiliar with his surroundings. Picture that. I'm sure you saw the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks, and how he was able, well, how his character was able to survive on a deserted island. This was a real-life example, an albeit primitive example, in the early 1700s of what that experience was like. The topic of our podcast did not have a knife. He didn't have shoes. He was completely unprepared for the situation that he was now stranded in. He had his hands. He was able to pick fruit so he would have something to eat. Sea turtles roamed the area. They buried their eggs underneath the sand. He was able to dig these eggs out of the sand as another food source. There were wild hogs that roamed the island. He observed some of the hogs eating certain fruits, and that was how he made his decision on some of the fruits that he was unsure of. Being stranded on an island, one thing he did know was that if he picked the wrong fruit, it could be poisonous and it could kill him or make him very sick. Watching the hogs gave him the confidence that he could eat the same fruits that the hogs were eating and not get sick. With the thick woods and the bugs that surrounded him on the island, it was very difficult for him to survive. Feeding himself as best he could, his health started to deteriorate. One day, a small boat with a fisherman came to shore. This fisherman had some equipment. He brought with him a knife and some other tools that would be needed for survival. The fisherman in that boat, after delivering tools, must have seemed like a gift from God. The fisherman left, 
never to return again. We don't know if if the fisherman ever made it back to wherever he came from, or where he came from, or what happened to him. What we do know is that the topic of our podcast now had some tools that he could use to survive in this primitive environment. As the days went by, his hopelessness grew. He was starting to doubt that he would ever be rescued. He was now going on one year stranded on that island. The tools he got from that fisherman enabled him to survive and gave him the opportunities to hunt and kill animals for food. The animals that he killed to eat? Turtles. Crayfish. He now had the ability to make a fire. He was actually surviving on this deserted island. Some of the dangers that he faced on this island? I mean, the insects are just terrible. But the wild animals? He faced these wild animals on a daily basis. The island had alligators. Can you imagine? I know nobody wants to be stranded on an island. But going to sleep at night, knowing that there's alligators on this island, the same area where you are. I can't imagine what that would be like to fall asleep in that area, knowing you could wake up to an alligator. But that's what the topic of our podcast was faced with. And he survived in that environment for a year and four months, 16 months stranded on this deserted island, barefoot with no shoes. One day, a ship called the Diamond appeared beyond the horizon. The ship had set sail from Salem, Massachusetts. The irony here is that the topic of our podcast, his father lived just a few miles from Salem, Massachusetts. The ship that would rescue our stranded topic came from Salem, Massachusetts. It seems like a strange coincidence, or it could be something bigger. The ship stopped on the island and the topic of our podcast was rescued. Two years, ten months, and fifteen days after the topic of our podcast was captured, he finally arrived at home. Tales of his adventure would be written later on in many stories, kind of making him a legend. One of the quotes that I found interesting from the topic of our podcast, this was a quote about how he escaped from the pirates the pirates who had stopped for water on that island. The topic of our podcast says, I was very active in helping get the casks out of the boat and rolling them up to the watering place. Then I lay down at the fountain and took a heavy draught of cool water. And then I gradually strolled along the beach, picking up stones and shells and looking about me. When I got about, a musket shot off. I began to make for the edge of the woods. When the cooper spied me, He called after me and asked me where I was going. I told him I was going to get some coconuts, for there were some coconut trees just before me. But as soon as I reached the woods, I betook myself to my heels and ran as fast as my naked feet would let me. As the days grew longer and he started to lose hope, he was quoted as saying, As my weakness increased upon me, I should often fall down as though struck with a dead sleep. And sometimes when I lay down, I never expected to wake or rise again. And here I lingered, one day after another. I know not how, without business or diversion, rambling from hill to hill, gazing upon the water and staring up the face of the sky. 
and often I laid myself down certain that I should die alone and nobody would know what has become of me, not even my parents. The topic of our podcast, stranded for 16 months on a deserted island, away from home for over two years after being captured by pirates, and surviving this entire ordeal to make it safely back home and live to tell about it was none other than Philip Ashton. In 1725, Philip Ashton's memorial, which was a short recollection of his adventures, was published. In 1726, the novel The Four Years' Voyages of Captain George Roberts was believed to have taken some of the stories from Philip Ashton and used them in the novel. In conclusion to today's podcast, I leave you with another quote from Philip Ashton. He says, In saving me from the rage of pirates and the malice of Spaniards, from the beasts of the field and the monsters of the sea, in keeping me alive amidst so many deaths in such a lonely and helpless condition, and in bringing about my deliverance, the last thing being whereof I must be just gone to Banaca, where a storm must drive a fleet of ships so far southward and their need for water must oblige them to put in at the island where I was, and a vessel bound to my own home must come and take me in, I cannot but take notice of the strange concurrence of divine providence throughout it all. Because now you know the rest of the story. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. As a reminder, check out the Facebook page. All of our podcasts are broadcasted on the Derek Izzy Show Facebook page. Share it with your friends. It's free to share on Facebook. If you just click the share button, you can share it on your timeline. Share it with all your friends. Spread the word of the show. Our audience continues to grow, but we need to grow faster. Thank you to all the people who have shared it and told your friends about it. And a reminder, write a five-star review on iTunes and you may be chosen to have your review read live by the great Moses Ronald. Good day. Good day.